Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And we are in the truck driving to the mall and uh, uh, thought I would chit chat with you guys on the topic of newbies. I thought of something crazy today. I thought, um, what would it be like if I was brand new starting at junk journaling and I really had nothing and I'm just kind of scrapping around the house looking for what I can make junk journals out of. You know, I don't have any fancy tools. I don't have a crocodile too big bite. I don't, I don't have much, okay? And what would I do? Okay, so I thought of this. I think it's actually a pretty good idea. We might not really need the crocodile do big bite at all. And uh, seen a lot of things created to punch holes in the junk journal. Um, through the spines and the signature and things like that. But, you know, it's sort of, I don't know, like, um, uh, I like pokey tools, pushing really hard, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, I'm sure this has been thought of already, but um, what about good old hammer and nail into a piece of wood? Let's say you don't have anything else and you're, you're making your signatures, you're folding your papers in half, and you got your cover, and you're thinking, hmm, what am I, how am I going to do this? How am I going to push a hole through this stack of papers and punch a hole in the cover? What if you put a piece of wood under it, like a, maybe a two-by-four block or something like that, and you, you, know, you put a dot where you want to punch the hole, and you put a nail on it? Yeah, and now you have, you have options because you can get a nail of any thickness. That's right, so you can make a small hole, a big hole. I wouldn't make it too small, or else you're, you're going to have a hard time threading it. But you could make like a regular size hole. No, the, one, the size hole that I usually make is one-eighth. You could probably make it a little smaller than that if you wanted to. You can make it bigger than that if you wanted to. But that's the size that I use. And on the crocodile too big bite. But with the hammer and nail technique, I think with the, the power of the hammer is going to give you plenty of punch through the paper. I would probably clip your papers together, maybe use some paper clips, some bulldog clips, something like that. And if you don't have anything else, use bobby pins, Um, you know, something like that, just to keep your papers together. And that's what I would do. And then I would hammer the holes through. That's going to give you plenty of torque, plenty of power to get through you know, a set of 10 to 12 to 15, 20 pages, whatever you want to go through. You're going through that baby with a nail and and, uh, you're good. And why have I not been doing this? I think I'm going to try it on a video to see in real life what it's like, if it really works or not. But I don't even remember trying that back in the day. You know what I mean? Like back in the day when I was learning how to do all this stuff and I didn't have a crocodile two big bite hole puncher slash eyelet setter. Now, I, this could revolutionize everything. This just may. And I mean, it's pretty easy to store a hammer and a little set of nails and a little, you know, piece of wood that you can hammer into. You could also hammer into a book, an old book. But I think a block of wood, like a piece of two by four or something like that, will really give you some sturdiness to hammer into. The book might be a little soft. Maybe it won't give you that punch the way the. If it was wood underneath, well, I would say try the wood if you can get a piece of wood. Um, 
Yeah. And let's say, okay, so I don't have fancy waxed linen thread, Pam. What can I use? Well, you know, you can always use embroidery floss. You can even use dental floss. It makes excellent sewing material for your journals. You probably have some in the bathroom cupboard. It's awesome. It's strong. It's uh, white or clear, which is perfect. It will go with any journal. And there you go. Now you might have a needle around. If your holes are big enough in your signatures, you can even thread without a needle. How about that? But you might need a needle. Um, so let's, let's hope you have a few basics around the house, like a sewing needle. You might be able to get, get through with the sewing needle. And uh, so maybe you've got, what have you got? You're like rummaging through your kid's stuff. You're in there in their, um, you're in their room, mucking about, totally illegally, when they're, uh, they're not home, of course. And um, you find some college rule paper, maybe notebook paper, uh, maybe construction paper. Um, you know, really get in there and ferret. You have to go deep. Remember, you bought the stuff, you paid for it, it's really yours. You know, by, you know, it is. And then, once you retrieve it back, hey, finders keepers or, um, what is it? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. So there you go. And um, you've got supplies. Then you've got your junk mail coming in the front door. You've got supplies. And then, uh, I mean, you got stuff, you know. And you're off and running. You've got magazines. Maybe you've got an old phone book, an old dictionary. Hey, yeah, like, go, go and, like, really... How often do you refer to that old dictionary you have? Never, right? You Google everything. I know you. I know. Um, go ahead. Um, yes, you Google everything and you don't go pull out the giant Webster's Dictionary. Maybe you could call it the sacrificial lamb and it's going to be okay that you sacrifice it. And I'm, I'm looking for a place I pulled in the wrong entrance. That's okay. Just keep going, Pam. And, uh, yeah, totally in the wrong spot. Okay, I know where I am now, I think. So, you've got supplies. Yeah, go get your old, you know, the good housekeeping. Whatever you have. I know you saved stuff. I know it's there. Get some old fiction books. You might have some laying around. You've read them. I know you love them. You're not going to read them again, okay? Let's be honest. You're not. You think you are, but you're not. And I am totally lost. Why does everything look different all of a sudden? Okay, I think I know where I am now. Okay. It's like I'm on a different planet. You know, you come in a, a different entrance to the mall, and everything looks different. Um, ooh, there's a cookie store. That sounds really good right now. I'm starving. Um, I think, oh, yeah, I know where I am now. Okay. Everything is fine. Pam has figured out where she is. Okay, this is good. Everything is looking really, really good. Okay, so... Um, it's really busy here. Why, why are there so many people here? Is there a sale going on? I don't know about Probably. I'm always the last to know. Um, I'm going to find a spot. See, I thought it would be easy parking because I'm early. But apparently everybody is here. What are you all doing here? You should be home making junk journals. This isn't right. This isn't the nature of the way of things. All right. So we're going to go and try and find a parking spot. So, Okay. So there, now, okay, but what are we going to make our cover out of? 
Oh, of course you are. Are you? Let's see. Okay, you were trying to get into that spot, but you couldn't fit because you're a big car. Yeah, of course. And uh, maybe I could fit in here now. Nope, it's curbside pickup. Nope, not not parking there. Okay, I guess we're going to go out into no man's land here. Wait a heck. Oh, boy. Isn't that, you know, why did I not just decide to shop online? Now, it would be perfectly fine to shop online. What am I doing at the mall? Oh, yeah, I'm meeting friends. Oh, look, he got the spot. Oh, wait, somebody's leaving. Okay, you can, can I come. It's okay, I'll let you out. You go the other way. Yeah, I go the other way. Okay, now I'm going to park here. Mm-hmm, that's right, buddy, I'm coming in. You too late, I got it. <laughs> I'm bigger than you. Don't mess with me. I got the big truck tonight. There we go. Okay, so I'm in I'm in park now. No, nobody can bother me. Okay, that's right. Go find another spot. Okay, so you got your basics now. The cover. Maybe you have a hard cover book. Maybe you have no cover book, but you might have food boxes or cereal boxes or granola bar boxes or some kind of box. Or you got some kind of cardboard. Amazon. You've ordered something and some hard cardboard came in or maybe you're gonna have to double it up like a chipboard I don't know I, I don't know if you get chipboard in Amazon packaging but you know what is good that you might have go look for any um, like artists pads or notepads where they have that hard chipboard on the back that's what you're looking for so if you don't have a hardcover book that you can sacrifice slash butcher Go look for the notepad or the watercolor paper pad or the like something like that. You might have that. That's a good possibility. And if I didn't have that, I would get the cereal boxes. And if I would start cutting up that chipboard, that is chipboard too. It's just thinner and it's really thin. I think it used to be much sturdier. Remember growing up when you could put like the cornflakes, you grab the box with one hand and the box did not compress, right? It, it held its own shape. To, to spare the flakes on the inside because you didn't want crushed flakes. You know, the company took care of this for you. But today, you grab a box of cereal and it's like the whole thing just folds together in your hand because it has no structure to it. It's very thin, flop, floppy. But just cut out some pieces, glue them together uh, until you get the thickness that you want. And you can create a spine any thickness that you want, which is totally awesome. You have freedom, you have choice, and um, you can connect them together with uh, duct tape, masking tape, but I would use extra glue if you're gonna use masking tape, um, and material. And that will make a nice opening and closing book cover for you. And then you can decorate it any way you like. And if you find that maybe you're trying to cover it with material, but you know, Cocoa Puffs is showing through because of the color. Just cover it with a white piece of paper first and then go ahead and wrap it with your fabric and I think you should be just fine. You can paint it and then cover it with fabric, but I, I think it's kind of unnecessary. Just use a piece of copy paper or printer paper and that will solve the problem completely. And um, I would say then definitely think about how you're gonna decorate your cover. Maybe you're gonna go into your closet and sacrifice a few pieces of clothing. 
and maybe take some lace trim or off an old shirt or a dress or something like that. And you can get, you can sew little, what are those things called? Like little round flower things or, um, there's a, there's a word for these other things. I can't think of the word, but they're used in quilting, those little quilting hexagon shaped things. Um, you can make those, you can make page trims, you can make uh, spine covers, which are very attractive, made out of uh, material or lace or something like that, depending on whether you want to expose your spine or have a hidden spine. It's very easy to do. And uh, then, you know, if you want to make things, you can use all those fiction book pages or dictionary book pages or maybe... You might even have some old music paper around the house. I don't know. You might, you might not. It could go either way there. Could be a little dicey. I know. If you don't have that, maybe you have seek and find books or crossword puzzle books or something like that. Um, Or maybe you have old recipe books you know you're never going to use again. You know you're not going to make the baked Alaska. Let's be real. It's never going to happen. You're not going to be able to bake ice cream, okay? No. I don't know how anybody ever was able to do it. It's not happening for we mere mortals. No. No. How about the souffle? No. Not going to happen. No. No. Somebody's going to slam a door. You know, there's going to be a loud bang. It's going to be 4th of July. That sucker's going down. You know what I mean? And, And you never hear... You never hear anybody say, hey, would you like to come on over? I made a souffle. No, nobody says that. You know why? Because nobody makes them. So there are pages in your your cookbook you can sacrifice. There's no problem. You just do it. And you can feel good about it. Because the rest of us have just a bunch of these cookbooks piled up in our cupboards collecting dust yeah because we all go to the internet right now it's like oh hey I need a recipe for guacamole where do you go you grab your phone recipe for guacamole okay got it and uh, you're good right it's like having an encyclopedia attached to your hand wherever you go so it is kind of nice I know we do appreciate the tactile nature of the texture of a book and that cracking the book open kind of sound and the smell of a new book or even like the smell of an old book um but we rarely, we rarely pick them up anymore. They're just, they tend to become dust collectors or um, decorative art. You know, you see, you go into somebody's home and they have a bunch of books on their nice display um, cabinetry or whatever it is, entertainment, whatever. I don't know, you know, those little cubbies. But they don't really read those books. No, these books are, are like, they have a section of red books and then a section of blue books and a section of green books because they're artwork. They're, they're like tchotchke stuff. They're not used for reading purposes anymore. And a lot of books fall into this category. Yes, they do. Some people make furniture out of books. That's right. They're sturdy. You can glue and nail them and do things like that. I know, I know. But yes, just going to the book for opening the book to read the book for the sake of it actually being a book is not done that often anymore unless we're forced to like in a class or a school which really they've gone all online and everything these days and everything is digital so it we're hard pressed we are hard look you know where i parked out of i didn't even know there was one here michael's arts and crafts look at that i could be wandering around there shopping aimlessly i i, I might 
I, I, you know what it is? Sometimes I go in there and I, I like the fact that they have a lot of stuff, which is nice, but I get overwhelmed by a lot of stuff. You know, I think, oh, where do I even start? Do I need dried eucalyptus? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. If I pick it up, then I got to carry it around. Wait, I didn't get a cart. Let me go back and get a cart. Oh, now I've got a cart. Now I've got to fill it. And I've also got to navigate around everybody else who's got a cart. Maybe I should have stayed home and shopped online. I don't know. But I'm here now, and it's looking good. Actually, I'm meeting some friends here for tacos, so it's okay. Yeah, there's like a, a double purpose. Yeah, and I probably won't shop at all. I'm just, but I didn't know there was a Michaels right there. Look at that. And we had a big thunderstorm here today. It passed through, which is kind of fun. We're getting our afternoon rains. They're starting now in Florida, which cools everything off, and we're much happier. And uh, so that's a good thing. And so the reason why I brought this topic up is because somebody emailed me and they said, I love the idea of making junk journals. I got all excited and I realized I didn't have the stuff I needed to make a junk journal. And I just want to encourage everyone to look beyond their limitations and see the possibility in what they have around them because you can literally make a junk journal out of anything. You don't even have to have a pair of scissors. You could tear the whole thing and have a really cool looking book. Um, you don't need special rulers or measuring devices or anything like that. You just maybe a hammer, a nail, and a needle, and a block of wood, and some random paper. And really, you're off and running because you can make rubber stamps out of potatoes. That's all I'm saying, that if you're really committed, you will find a way. You can cut a potato in half and then carve out the design, and you have a rubber stamp. You can, I think... Can you do the same thing with soap? Maybe, no, maybe not. I don't think that would work. No, don't back away from that. But you can do it with a potato. I've seen it done. And uh, so just know that. Know that in your heart that, that all is well. And you are good and dandy. And with that, I leave you be. Big hugs and kisses from Sunshine and myself. Uh, and we carry on from here. We craft on. Take care, everybody. Remember to create with reckless abandon. <laughs>